to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. weak and terrible and weird he looked stumbling and fumbling his way into NATO and the crazy part about it was was the blue carpet there Joe is probably the best thing to follow I mean it's literally going straight and then turns there's nowhere else to go Joe comes in like this and then With the gentleman he's walking with, that gentleman has to show him then to take a right. The same way that the Secret Service has to point him in which direction to go. Because his mind is gone, folks. His mind is absolutely gone. Now, I don't know whatever it is that they juice him up with before a press conference. But sometimes, it seems to be the only time that he's got even a little bit of something there is when, like the first 20 minutes of a press conference. Then they got to rush him out of there. Any other time you see him walking, you see him walking on the White House lawn, you see him walking around the White House anywhere in the Rose Garden. He's constantly got Secret Service there pointing him in the way that he should go like a dog. It's actually sad to see. It's actually sad to see. But what's even sadder is what he said 
to in, while at NATO today in Brussels what he said about food shortages. Now, three days ago, I told you about the food shortages that were coming because of the, the, the lack of production and distribution of wheat and many other things around the world. And now Joe Biden actually confirmed that today. And it just, if you ask me, it's another, it's another huge sign of weakness. So talk about food shortages. And, uh, and it's going to be real. The, the price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. And uh, because both uh, Russia and Ukraine have been the breadbasket of Europe in terms of wheat, for example, just give one example. But we had a long discussion uh, in the G7 with uh, um, the uh, with both uh, the United States, Come which on, has Joe, a, get a it out. significant, the third largest producer of wheat in the world, as well as Canada, which is also a major, major producer. And we both talked about how we could increase and disseminate more rapidly food, food shortages. And in addition to that, we talked about uh, urging all the European countries and everyone else to end trade restrictions on, on sending uh, limitations on sending food abroad. Limitations on sending food abroad, food abroad. And that is exactly what I said the other day as well in that same uh, discussion about food shortages because of wheat and other essential uh, products that we need around the world for everything that we know and love. We talked about pe- food preservationists, people that are holding their food close to home because they don't know that they're, they're, they, we have uncertain times ahead of us. So Joe Biden acknowledged what we were talking about three days ago in, uh, at NATO today, and that's not good news. That is not good news. <clears throat> we look weak. We look tired. We look scared. And we look like cowards. Not because of the American people, you and I. Not because of our brave and beautiful, wonderful, big military. But because of the leaders that stay in power decade after decade and, uh, and become more corrupt. Folks, you are locked and loaded right here live from America. Thank you so very much. For viewing tonight here on Real America's Voice News and across social media platforms and digital TV, I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from where? The live-free-or-die Granite State of New Hampshire. And it is a blessing to be here with you every single day. I want to read you a couple emails <coughs> excuse me, that have come in lately. And this is from Dawn Bricko. Now, Dawn Bricko actually took matters into her own hands and said, I'm going to email the White House. She did. She emailed the White House, and she basically told them everything about how she does not support this war. She does not support any of our troops going over there. She does not support any of our money going over there. We need to shut down any kind of bio lab uh, you know, uh, facilities that we have over there. Uh, basically just running down the normal stuff that you and I would say if we had the chance, talking about how she does not believe that uh, Joe Biden is a legitimate president. I mean, this right here, talk about uh, courage being contagious. She let him have it, but she was very respectful. And you wouldn't believe it, folks, but the response that they got back, the response that she got back 
was so elitist and so snobby. That I mean, that's the way I feel. That I'm going to read you back the response from the White House to her. And I'm going to read it <clears throat> with the uh, dark side imperial music playing in the background. Because I think it's only fit. Dear Mrs. Briscoe. The prayers of the world are with the brave and proud people of Ukraine as they defend their country against an unprovoked and unjustified invasion by Russia. Military forces, Russian President Vladimir Putin has chosen a premeditated war that has already brought catastrophic loss of life and needless human suffering. Putin is the aggressor and he must be held accountable. Throughout our history, we've learned this lesson. When dictators do not pay a price for their aggression, they cause more chaos. The United States is leading the world with our allies and partners to respond in a united and decisive way. Russia's economy is reeling because of our powerful economic sanctions, and we are providing security, economic, and humanitarian support to the Ukrainians as they fight for freedom. With extraordinary unity and dissolve, the world is clearly choosing the side of peace and security. May God bless the people of a free and democratic Ukraine, and may God protect our troops. This is what... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I had to do that, and this is what I have to say to that as well. Look, folks, everything that they said was just an elitist, put together, Jen Saki, circle back Saki answer, and they were wrong on about half the things they said. This is a premeditated war by Russia. Well, then explain to me why I showed you a video last week of Lindsey Graham and John McCain in Ukraine cheerleading for the Ukrainian war to go or the Ukrainian troops to go to war with Russia 2016. Premeditated, huh? Anyway, folks, that's just the way things are these days. The White House doesn't care about you. They don't care about me. They don't care about the truth. All they care about is giving you their one-liner propaganda answers. And as you can tell by that, uh, by that email back, not once did they say, God bless the USA. Not once. Anyway, folks, let's do some live shout-outs here, if we can, here on Live from America. Let's do these live shout-outs real quick. We've got Terry Sue watching on Rumble. How are you, Terry? Lynn, 55, didn't mention anything about Biden being president. It sure did not. Rosebud, how you doing? Good to see you. Cheryl, thank you for watching tonight. Barb, USA, good to see you. Sharon Roth, I want to give a big shout-out to everybody watching on Getter and any other social media platform as well as Roku, Pluto, and Firestick. Folks, let's get to the Lord. Because I think we need it. Moving into the later part of this week, we've had quite a week. And I do want to apologize to the Real America's Voice audience. Last night, uh, we were actually accidentally broadcasting an earlier Live from America um, in the first segment of the show. I don't know how. A lot of mess-ups happened last night. Uh, It was was probably our fault here. Look, we've not been able to uh, nail it down. But for some reason... Uh, a different portion of the show was playing on Real America's Voice. It ended up catching up, but we're here tonight. We love you. God bless you, and thank you. March 24th, year of our Lord. It is indeed my prerogative 
to bring about change in people's lives. You can be part of the process, but remember that I am the author and the director of the drama. You need to follow my script rather than creating your own. Trust in my love and my unsearchable wisdom. I can work, <clears throat> I can work changes in your loved ones' uh, lives beyond anything you might ask or imagine. And from Matthew 28, 18, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. <clears throat> Psalm 143.8 says, Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go for you. I lift up my soul for you. And before you turn out the light, one by one, prayerfully release your loved ones to me and then linger a while in my unfailing love for them and also for you. Ultimately, always for God. But anything for God is good for you. Amen? Please remove your hats if you are wearing one. It looks like we've got a birthday. Sharon Roth, God bless you. Happy birthday. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together for your birthday. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Larry says, Jeremy is the only one who ever pronounced my name right. Well, you know what? Praise God. At least, uh, <laughs> at least I did something right here today. Uh, let, folks, we're, um, we're going to get right to the, the first commercial break today. Um, but I do want to remind you that we've got a lot going on here tonight on Real America's Voice News. A lot going on in Life from America. So you're not going to want to miss what we talk about next, folks. We've got good news. We've got some bad news. But we've always got the truth. And that's what you're here for. We'll be right back right after this. Okay, my Life from America family, how you doing? It's good to see you. Somebody said we're frozen. I hope not. I hope not. Thank you for joining in. Uh, Senator John Kennedy is really chummy with Lindsey Graham. I hate to see that because I really liked Kennedy. Well, you know, let me just hold on. Let me take a drink of coffee here. There's everybody has to get along, right? They're all, they all work together. The reason why there's outcasts like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, Madison Cawthorn is because they will not conform to this politician way of life and this politician way of camaraderie in the Senate and in the House. Now, the Senate is a little bit different than the House. Don't get me wrong. Um, but that is why I respect people like MTG and Madison Cawthorn so much, because they refuse. They refuse to become part of the swamp. But from what I understand from the people that I've had conversations with, it is absolutely almost impossible to not become part of the swamp. To not become part of the swamp, I, apparently it takes serious, serious courage and, 
and, and strength to withstand that way of life. I mean, you are basically thrust into the elite of the elite. I mean, these people are the elite among the Hollywood elite. You know what I mean? <laughs> so when you see them all hanging out and talking together, it doesn't always mean they're buddy-buddy, but it does mean that there is some sort of camaraderie within the government. I would not have that camaraderie. I would not want that camaraderie. I would not welcome that camaraderie. I would not welcome those conversations outside of hearings or a place where we had to professionally be in the same room addressing the same thing. And I would not become part of Washington, D.C. if I was there. I would be there only when I needed to be there, and then I would bounce and go home. I would not want to be anything like them. Now, having said that, again, just because you see people talking doesn't mean that they're going to vote the same, speak the same when it comes to their states. They're just working together. And, we all, and everybody has to try to get along, and that's what you see a lot of the times. That's what you do see a lot of the time. Um, Everyone is a swamp creature. It's a devastating reality. You are correct. You are correct. Hairy legs. Jeremy, they all put their pants on the same way as us, says Tim. Amen, sir. I'm right there with you, brother. I am right there with you. <clears throat> Teresa, Eli doesn't want to be seen due to death threat. Well, you know, it's a very real thing. It is a very real thing. And uh, he's, he's never been a, polit- um, a political or a public man. And, uh, hey, if he wants to re- remain anonymous, let him, rena- let him remain anonymous, and, and that should be good. Thank you for all of the $20. What are we on, a $20 train here? We're on a $20 train on Rumble? Shout out to Getter, too. God bless you guys over there. Let's move back into this first and for- uh, foremost section because, like I said, we got a lot to go through, and we've got updates, and we're just going to get to it. So here we go. Welcome back to Live from America here on Real America's Voice News. Again, uh, for the Real America's Voice News family, sorry about last night. We had some technical difficulties, but we're back on track today, and we are in full effect. So please put up your cups. Let's have our first slurp. Get the juices flowing, and let's get to it. Boom. That's what I titled it. Boom. B-O-O-M. Capital B-O-O-O-M. We need to start the show out with a bang, and that's what we're going to do. This morning, I reported on True the Vote's investigation results of the Dropbox ballot harvesting scheme that has stretched from Georgia to all of the swing and slash battleground states. And right now, we are highlighting what they have uncovered in the great and beautiful state of Wisconsin, And it's pretty damning, folks. It is pretty damning. I will bring you back up to speed for those who missed the show this morning or for those who don't watch the morning show. What True the Vote came out with this morning before the hearing was that they found 107 individuals, 107 people that were visiting these drop boxes 15 times a day for two weeks, dumping Uh, tens if not hundreds of thousands of ballots into these drop boxes and they have the video footage and the cell phone data of it then after my show this morning they had their hearing and in this hearing which I'm going to play about three minutes of uh, for you here in a second they actually detailed what those 
107 people visiting these drop boxes 15 times a day for two weeks straight. What's that amounted to in number of ballots? And folks, it's quite shocking. It is quite shocking, and it's much like every other state. It is definitely outcome determinative because they, based on what they said this morning, the hearing that they had this morning, they found that 7% of all ballots cast in the ballot drop boxes in Wisconsin in the 2020 election added up to over 137,000 votes. 137,000 votes that were trafficked and they have it all on tape. Now, I know that everybody's watching this around the world is going, so what's going to happen? Let's slow down and let's watch and listen to Greg Phillips from this hearing this morning. This, um, we'll take a few moments to go through. And I'll, I'll explain to you our uh, some of the assumptions we made. Um, but we believe that 7% of the mail-in ballots, uh, approximately 1.9 million, I think, here in Wisconsin, um, were uh, cast as a result of trafficking. The, the, the numbers um, um, here don't um, necessarily track with the 130 or 140 or so different people. And the reason is what we did with this algorithm is we included all of the people that we would have naturally excluded because of our, our, our requirements that it be 26 and 5. Um, this is interestingly is a number that is held in every single community across the country that we've looked in. Um, and it, it doesn't really matter which of the, the thousand front war uh, samples or which of the types of insurgencies are, um, are, are developing and, um, and are, are causing these ballots to be cast. Um, it seems to always shake down in about this same 7% or so. Um, the, um, the challenge that, that we as Americans face, um, in, as Catherine pointed out in her opening comments that, you know, this was the most secure election in history. We've all heard all the, all the, um, media's take on all of this. Um, but this is a number that should concern everyone. There's 4.8 million votes that were cast nationally or so. Um, in this fashion. And if you consider that, that, you know, some of the elections in some of the states were pretty close, uh, you know, Georgia being one, your state, Arizona, you know, and the, some of the ones we looked at, it, it, it really is um, um, troubling that, that this could have happened. And I think that, um, our view is that any community in this country of any size, whether it's you know a tiny little place like San Luis or a you know super huge place like Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, that the same um, concepts were developed, and that's why the numbers stay the same because they identify. It's a it's a it's an organized crime. 
it was perpetrated on Americans by um, advancing um, bad process, dirty vote, Catherine will go through this here in a moment, but dirty voter rolls, um, ballot boxes, um, all sorts of mail-in ballot capabilities, um, and you roll all that up, and, it, and it's quite evident to those of us that have spent the last 15 months of our lives um, developing these numbers that this was indeed an organized crime that was perpetrated on Americans. This was an organized crime that was perpetrated on Americans. This was a calculated, orchestrated, and organized crime that was perpetrated on Americans. And you want to know something that's crazy? Is Biden and the left, they never have any kind of evidence or facts to back up when they say, you're lying. This is the big lie. This isn't the big steal. This was the big lie. Block, block, block. Block, block, block. It's the same thing over again. Clucking hens. Repeating and regurgitating the same old tired thing in the Mockingbird media, and they never have any evidence, but it's funny. It's funny how the Thomas More Society has all the evidence in the world. It's funny how Mike Lindell has all the evidence in the world. It's funny how Peter Navarro has all the evidence in the world. Rudy Giuliani has all the evidence in the world. It's funny how Jenna Ellis and Rudy Giuliani were going around presenting all the evidence in the world. Now you've got True the Vote presenting even more damning evidence. And it will all work, folks. Every bit of this will work. And what I mean by that is all of this investigation is just building up for when we all have power, which we will have. They don't even have the ability to steal the election in 2022 as they did in 2024. So what makes you think they're going to be able to do it again on the big one? They're not. They're done. It's over with. This is just putting the nail in the coffin. Now, we have had a week full of good and positive news based on the fighting that you and so many others at the tip of the spear have been doing. Okay? And this next story is not going to be one of those. I didn't promise you I'd always bring you good news. I promised you I'd always bring you the truth. And here we go, folks. It's outrageous, but the Pennsylvania Supreme Court has prevented the Senate audit of the Dominion machines in the state of Pennsylvania and it may be the end of free and fair elections there, at least for right now, but it lets us know that we got to keep fighting. The court prevented the state Senate from performing an audit of the voting machines in the state, even though the legislature oversees the election process in the state. So it will be going to a higher court, which is Supreme Court. You just can't make this up. The Supreme Court of Pennsylvania is so corrupt. Ladies and gentlemen, Dominion Voting Systems won an appeal in Pennsylvania's high court on Monday in a bid to ensure that any inspection of its voting machines as part of a Republican lawmaker's inquiry into the 2020 election be done by a laboratory that has specific credentials. You know, the ones that lie and cheat for them. The Democratic majority state Supreme Court ruled five to two along party lines to overturn a January decision by a Republican judge in a lower Commonwealth court. That judge ruled that Dominion could not intervene in a wild, I mean, in a wider case involving an inspection of its equipment used by heavily Republican Fulton County in 2020's election. Dominion's court case is but one tentacle of a, of a Republican undertaking in Pennsylvania inspired by former President Donald Trump baseless claims of election fraud. This is what they're writing. This is what they say. Okay. Because I would never refer to President Trump as a former president, ever. 
Monday's decision revives Dominion's request that any inspection of its equipment be conducted by a federally accredited voting system test lab or a national laboratory used by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity, and Infrastructure Security Agency. Well, isn't that convenient? Isn't that convenient? It looks like 1776... Pennsylvania was a ripe and, mo- and very popular place. It might have to become that again. It might have to become that again. There is much that this article that I was just reading you doesn't tell you. As of last year, there were no contractors that were accredited by the EAC, period. The two firms that have given predictable opinions for years for the EAC were not accredited because their accreditations lapsed and were never renewed. This was pointed out in Arizona when Maricopa County claimed They only wanted EAC-approved firms to perform the audit. They were identified at at the time, and no such firms that were accredited existed. The day of the report, the EAC suspiciously announced that they had renewed the two firms' credentials after all that time. So it looks like we still have a lot of work to do in the great state of Pennsylvania, but doesn't matter, folks. We've come this far, and we will continue. We've come this far, and we will continue because we have that never-say-die attitude. We'll be right back after this. I know it sucks when we we take a a step back. I know it sucks when we go two steps forward and and we go a step back or two steps back. I get it. But look at all the steps that we've taken And look how far ahead we are opposed to a year ago. I hate bringing you this kind of news, but it just lets us know where to take the fight next. Gives us some direction on where to take the fight next. It doesn't leave us sitting idle, and it doesn't give us what we want. But it lets us know where to take the fight next. And we're going to remove every liberal progressive communist in every facet of this government by 2024. They're all gone. So when Bannon and everybody says 100 seats for 100 years, he means that for real. This is more than a strategic plan to win the midterms, folks. The fight that we're in, you have to understand what we're fighting in order to really be able to comment on it with any kind of surety, okay? And that means this fight goes so deep that we're not just trying to take out the left in the midterms. We're not just trying to take out the left in 2024. We're trying to absolutely destroy the Democratic Party as it exists. And at the same time, simultaneously, probably a better word, remove the rhinos and the dirt and the disgusting swamp trash in the Republican Party. So it's almost like Donald Trump and MAGA versus the rest of the country. And people who claim to be independents, is, it's great, but there's no independent party. There's two parties. And guess what? We are restructuring one of them and getting rid of the other. Now, whatever rises from the ashes, because I do believe it's important to have opposing views. We, we don't just need one party in this country. That would be lame and weird. Although we get a lot done, it's not actual democracy. It's not an actual republic that way. So whatever rises from the ashes of that Democratic Party, I don't know what that is. 
but I do know it will not exist after 2024 the way it has existed till for, uh, up to that day all the way back until Bill Clinton. Look, we have not had a good per- we have not had a good president other than Donald Trump since Reagan. After Reagan, it was terrible. George Bush, Bill Clinton, George Bush again, Barack Obama. I mean, it's been terrible. We have had terrible representation for the last 30 years. And those days are done. Those days are absolutely done. And I'm glad to be a part of it, and I'm glad to see it, really, to be honest with you. All right, let's come back, and we will. Uh, I want to highlight something that I think you guys are all going to like because it's finally nice to see people around the world standing up and believing just what we believe. And that's why you're seeing a revolution everywhere. And that's why you're seeing the Democrats consistently trying to stop freedom of speech because they don't like what's happening. They don't like the uprising. They don't like any of it. So let's come back and let's highlight what happened in Brussels today to a man named Justin Trudeau. Here we go. Folks, you're locked and loaded right here from the great state of New Hampshire. This is live from America, and we are on Real America's Voice News. So we took a little stroll to Brussels today, and we watched Joe Biden do anything but stroll. He drooled, he stumbled, he fumbled, he smiled, and he probably got some ice cream after his little uh, press conference there. But today in Brussels, there were also dictators and globalist elite everywhere. It was like a smorgasbord of impotence and incompetence, a smorgasbord of illegitimate people who probably did not win their elections, just like Joe Biden did not win his. And this is why Trump went there and hated it. This is why Trump went down there and laid the smack down on everybody and said, you're not paying your bills. You're not paying your bills. Nobody's been paying their bills. And it's all been on the United States taxpayer. It's never going to happen again, okay? And that's what, that was great. I loved when Trump went to these places like the G20 and the NATO conferences. I loved it. Because we had a boss on the world stage. For a, it was about time that we had a boss on that world stage. However, there were people from some countries who were not happy that Justin Trudeau, or Justin Trudeau, as I like to call him, they were not happy that he was there. Specifically politicians and representatives from Croatia and Germany. Now, one Croatian politician said, and this is right to his face. This is the, I love the, the fact that they said this right to Justin Trudeau's face. One Cro, uh, Croatian politician says that Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau is acting like a dictator of the worst kind to his face. And that, and that Croatian politician was prime, um, was, um, that Croatian politician was Mislav, I hope I never say these names right. Mislav Kolaskasik. Okay. Now I'm going to play you his video of what he said. You're going to have to read the titles, but it wasn't just him. We also had Christine Anderson. She also brought the fire today. She also brought the heat today. She was the second European official to call out tyrant Justin Trudeau right to his face. Now she happens to be kind of like the acting the acting person in charge right now in Germany. She is, her name is Christine Margaret Anderson. And she is a German politician who is serving as an alternative for Germany's AFD member of the European Parliament. And she also unloaded on Justin Trudeau today. Let's first go 
to the Croatian, the Croatian politician. And uh, you'll have to read the subtitle, so I do apologize for that. But um, he lays the smack down on Trudeau and lets him have it. Check it out. Kolege, dragi građani, premijeru Trudeau. Sloboda, pravo izbora, pravo na život i zdravlje, pravo na rad za mnoge od nas to su temeljna ljudska prava za koje su milioni građana Europe i svijeta položili svoje živote. Za obranu naših prava i prava naše djece koje smo stjecali stoljećima, mnogi od nas, uključujući i mene, spremni smo riskirati vlastitu slobodu i položiti vlastite živote. Nažalost, danas su među nama i oni koji gaze te temeljne vrijednosti. Kanada, nekada simbol modernog svijeta, je pod vodstvom vaše kvaziliberalne čizme proteklih mjeseci postala simbol kršenja temeljnih ljudskih prava i građanskih sloboda. Gledali smo kako konjima gaze žene kako samohranim roditeljima blokirate bankovne račune da ne mogu platiti djeci školovanje, da ne mogu platiti lijekove, da ne mogu platiti račune za struju i vodu, da ne mogu platiti rate kredita za svoje domove. Za vas su to možda liberalne metode. Međutim, za mnoge građane svijeta to je diktatura najgore vrste. Diktatura. Budite uvjereni da građani svijeta, udruženi, mogu zaustaviti svaki režim koji želi uništiti slobodu građana, bilo bombama, bilo štetnim farmaceutskim proizvodima. Hvala. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, members of Croatian parliament calling out Justin Trudeau for exactly what he is, a, tr- a, a, a tyrant, a dictator, diktatura, he said. A dictator. He said you, tr- you had horses trample women. You froze bank accounts. And you held the Canadian people under your quasi-liberal boot. I absolutely love the fact that they called him out right to his face because he was in the room. And now, let's go to Christine Anderson. Because she, just like that Croatian parliament member, she also let Justin... True dope, Justin True don't, whatever you want to call him. She also let him have it as well. So let's go. We got her. Uh, hold on a few seconds here, folks. We're going to pull her up for you. And that's this is why courage is contagious, and this is why we show this stuff. Because maybe, just maybe, it'll spark something right here in America as well. Check it out. Oh, hold on. As more technical difficulties. We're sorry about that. Based on Article 195 out that it would have been more appropriate for Mr. Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, to address this House according to Article 144, an article which was specifically designed to debate violations of human rights, democracy, and the rule of law, which is clearly the case with Mr. Trudeau. Then again, a Prime Minister who openly admires the Chinese basic dictatorship, who tramples on fundamental rights by persecuting and criminalizing his own 
own citizens as terrorists just because they dared to stand up to his perverted concept of democracy should not be allowed to speak in this house Ooh. at all. Mr. Trudeau, you are a disgrace for any democracy. Please spare us your presence. Thank you. And they got some claps out of that, huh? Please bear a, spare us your presence. You are a disgrace to your people and your disgrace here, uh, here in Brussels today. I love it. I love it. I wonder what the Canadian people think about that. I wonder what those, that trucker convoy thinks about that. And from what I understand, those truckers up there are regrouping and they're ready to do it again. They're ready to do it again. And I love it. It's finally nice to see other people in other countries start standing up to the the dictators in NATO. Let's face it, folks. The EU, Canada, the United States, all of them, they are the elitists that want globalism. And they and George Soros are calling for the same kind of globalism that you and I are fighting to get rid of. They and George Soros are actually calling for the same kind of neo-Nazism that some people are trying to get rid of in the Ukraine region. There's neo-Nazis everywhere. We talked about it this morning. We've been talking about it all week. And they, just like the Democratic Party here, they do something wrong and then they point the finger back at you. So I want to give a big, huge shout out to those folks today who were not afraid to open their mouth and say something. I want to give a big, huge shout out to those today who were putting their reputations and who knows, maybe even their lives on the line by criticizing the ever so powerful imperialists of the world. Folks, we're going to take another commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. This is live from America. We've got a few more good stories for you. So I'll ask you to stay here. I know it's late in some places, but I appreciate it. We'll be back right after this. So I want to go over to Getter real quick. Jeremy, did Trudeau respond? Not yet. Trudeau is not, uh, from what I understand, at least up until the time I started the show, he had not responded. I want to jump over to Getter real quick. We've got a few hundred people watching over there. Um, I see the, uh, our producer over there chiming in. I see uh, American Girl, Amanda, how you doing, girl? Keith Day, how you doing, Keith? Took that little lying hood down a notch. Uh, the same should be said for the January 6th, uh, detainees. I I agree. Give them a smarty. Well, I got somebody else to give the smarty award to. So I wanted to believe me I did, but I only can give away one, one show because it kind of gets, you know, redundant after that. Today is my birthday. Roxanne says, well, Roxanne, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Roxanne. Happy birthday to you. How old are you? 29? 30? 31? Well, you're only as old as you feel. How about that? I don't know. I feel pretty <laughs> I feel pretty old every morning. Um, but happy birthday. God bless you. Rebecca says happy birthday. Jeremy is my other pastor, says Miguel Ortiz. No, I'm far from a pastor. It'd be nice. I'd like to be, but uh, I'll just spread the word of God and uh, not go to seminary. <laughs> um No guts, no glory. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Barb says, LFA producer, maybe post under the rumble pick of Jeremy. Not sure what they're saying there, but 
That's why we got a producer. He's handling it. Hey, do me a favor. Quick round of sharing, folks, whether you're watching on Rumble or Getter or even on the producer's Facebook page. Let's do a round of sharing, shall we? All right, let's come back. And let's get back into it. Here we go. Welcome back to Real America's Voice News, live from America here on this beautiful March 24th, year of our Lord, 2022. And it seems like we're just getting started because we just got so much to go through. So let's do this. Ever since New York City Mayor Eric Eric Adams has taken the reins of power and taken the, the highest position in New York City government, he's become very, very rude. He's become arrogant. Not that he wasn't before, but he's really taken it to another level now. Now he'll yell at people he doesn't care. He'll walk away from people. The other day he held a press conference where he said that anybody who films my police when they're doing anything, we will basically put you under our boot. You're not going to do that. I mean, little by little, all of these cities, all of these states, all of these countries, they're becoming more and more like Nazi Germany. I want to play a video for you of Eric Adams basically dismissing a city worker who has been fired because she didn't get the Fauci experimental vaccine. So Mayor Eric Adams was confronted by this lady and watch how he, watch how he treats her. I mean, whether you agree with her or whether you don't, Watch how he treats her. And by the way, this is supposed to be people that he represents. The fire city workers voted for you. How you gonna do it? Go ahead. Oh, he doesn't want to That's what you wanna do. Fire city workers got voted for you. I didn't vote Board for of you. education teaches uh, that voting for hope. you. I at least hope that you would do better game. than de Blasio. She says, I didn't vote for you. I would at least hope that you would do a better job than de Blasio. But that's not the point here. The buried lead of this story is how dare you treat somebody like that? How dare you treat the people that you are supposed to be representing like that? They weren't being overly and incredibly rude. Not at all. They had concerns. It wasn't like they were yelling in his face. It wasn't like they were being rude to him. So don't be rude back to them. You know what I mean? I mean, where's the respect? Doesn't it go both ways? I mean, what a jerk this guy is. And I've seen him over the last two weeks really, really be a, just an absolute jerk. There's no other way to say it. I don't even want to say a bad name when I talk about the guy. I just want to say, can you just give some respect to the people that just voted you in? Or maybe they didn't vote you in. Maybe you got in the same way Biden got in. I don't know. But at least treat people better. The people had a problem. They were fired. They don't have jobs because they were fired. Because they did not want to take the vaccine. And you're just going to walk away from them like they don't matter? Who are you? Who are you to walk away from people like that? Who are you to have protection? Who are you to have guards? Who are you to be able to just walk and say whatever you want, wherever you want, when you want, whenever you want? Look, you're not a politician. You are a public servant. And we will. We will force it on every single person who's elected from here on out. You are not a politician. I don't care how corrupt you want to be. You are a public servant, and you will listen to me, and I will treat you with respect, and you'll treat me with respect, and then we can go about our merry lives. But that was rude. That was absolutely rude by him and uncalled for. All right. From one dumb thing to another, wait till you guys hear this. It's going to blow your mind. With gas and oil prices at an all-time high, the Democrats still 
still, and this goes from the top all the way down to the brainwashed uh, uh, foot clan of the Democrat Party, they are still refusing new oil production projects right now. And here's the other thing. Do you know how Saki and Biden have been saying that, that uh, the oil and gas companies could drill? They're just choosing not to and they're price gouging. Do you know that the oil and gas companies came out and said, uh, no, we would love to drill. We would love to frack right now. They're not allowing us to. Now, I'm not saying that you should agree and believe the oil companies and the gas companies because they're as corrupt as anybody else. But I have a feeling that I believe them over the Biden administration. I believe they are trying to drill more. I believe they do want to make more, uh, produce more oil and more gas. Because what happens is when you get to this point, people find other ways of transportation and you really don't make all that money that, you think, that people think they make in the end. So they're the ones that are saying, hey, it's, we're trying to drill. The Biden administration isn't letting us. I believe the latter. However, the Democrats refuse the new oil production projects. Instead, wait till you hear this. They are literally calling for the government to pay us $300 a month to help pay for Biden's record high gas prices. If this isn't the classic takeover in industry, rise up the prices or remove half the product so that there's demand for it and then give you that product at a, at, at a different price or whatever. Is that not what a tyrant does? Is that not what a dictator does? Hey, we're going to cause the oil and gas crisis. We're going to cause the prices to go through the roof because we're trying to transition from the oil and gas industry to this electric industry. And in the meantime, until we get there and pass law and legislation to force you to buy an electric car, we're going to give you $300 a month. How about that? Let's just print more money, add more money to the debt. How about that? Drive up inflation even more and just destroy our dollar even more. I mean, these people are straight up stuck on stupid. I don't understand their logic or their way of thinking. It has to be that they're destroying the country on purpose. Why, what other logic would there be? What, there's no other sense that this makes. The Democrats are hoping to buy votes by giving everybody $300 a month of their own money, by the way, to pay for their record high gas prices. So cynical. This is how Democrats solve every problem, by bribing you with your own money. When the price of gas is rising across the world, across the United States, lawmakers are developing a string of proposals to help motorists from $400 rebates for all taxpayers in California to imposing windfall taxes on oil companies or a sliding scale of payments that could net families as much as $300 every month. The average cost of a gallon has uh, raced past $4 a gallon amid domestic inflation and the impact of what they call Vladimir Putin's war and his price hike. This week, the average price of a gallon of regular gas in L.A. hit a record $6.11, even as the national average continued to decline slightly from the all-time high earlier this month, according to AAA Gas Price Index. An opinion poll published yesterday found that almost three-quarters of voters were in favor of a holiday from federal energy taxes to ease the burden. And lawmakers across the country are pushing legislation to bring down gas prices at the pumps instead of just drilling. I mean, it's the most stupid. I, they are so incredibly stupid and unqualified for their jobs. They should be literally removed from office, every single one of them, and start new. 
A new bill proposed by three Democrats, Representative Mike Thompson of California, John Larson of Connecticut, the place just as bad, and Lauren Underwood of Illinois, just as bad as far as the politics go, could be worth $300 a month to, a lot, to most families if the price of gallon, a gallon of gas stays above $4 a gallon. So just like during COVID, they're going to try to buy more votes and give you more money, print more money, take more of your money, and continue to drive this country into the dirt. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe, oh, I don't have it with me. Well, let's give it to them anyway. I believe that deserves definitely the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. So let's go ahead and bring that up if we can and play that. Dumb Dumb Award. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Yeah, yeah. New Dumb Dumb Award. It goes to those losers. I mean, how stupid can you actually be? You know what I mean? Let's print more money. Let's give more money. I don't think so. Um, folks, before we take this next commercial break, I'd like to read you an article. And this article is from a guy by the name of Eddie Scary. Now, that's his real name. Eddie Scary writes for The Federalist, and he's an amazing writer. He really is. I've read a lot of his work, and he really is on point with everything, and he does his homework. But Eddie Scary wrote this, title, wrote this article called, Democrats aren't just extreme anymore. They're just weird and gross. And, and that caught my eye. So I read the article, and I really liked it. Again, the title is called, Democrats aren't just extreme anymore. They're just weird and gross. And there's a nice picture of one right there. Nice old Democrat. All right, here we go. There's an article in the New York Times. This is his article I'm reading that every Democrat leader should immediately read. If only for the one, this one quote from Isabel Sawhill of the left-wing Brookings Institution. This quote says, this large group includes some people who are just plain prejudiced about larger groups that simply resent all of the attention paid to race, gender, sexual preference, or identity, and the disrespect that they think this entails for those with more traditional views and lifestyles. Sawhill was talking specifically about white working class Americans who have drifted from the Democratic Party, though she could just as easily have been talking about literally any group of voters, and she just as easily could have been summarized or should have summarized it in this way. Quote, as Democrats become more weird and gross, they predictably become less popular. When Sawhill refers to all the attention, she means the absolute obsessions that have become the defining features of the Democratic Party. Racial equality, transgenderism, toxic masculinity, slavery, racism, oh, protect the rights of the kids in the public school, protect the teachers, teach them about recreational sex. Eh, what's not to like? Democrats are expected to lose their control of the House and possibly the Senate in this year's election. Not a surprise. Along with President Biden, they've been a complete disaster in their attempt to run the country. They've allowed violent crime to surge. They've caused prices of everything to go up. They refuse to do anything about the, catas the, the, the catastrophe at the southern border. And we're literally on the cusp of spiraling into World War III. All of this happening precisely because Democrats have decided that nothing is more important than race, gender, and sexual identity. It's not even close. Inflation doesn't exist. Crime, not a problem. The border, what the heck are you talking about? Afghanistan, Ukraine, shut up, Nazi. Democrats have taken the seriousness out of everything with their preoccupation with pronouns, diversity, and gender identity. This is barely even uh, hyperbole. 
One of the Biden administration's high-ranking officials at the Energy Department is a non-binary drag queen with a public dog roll fetish. Biden's Supreme Court nominee this week declined to define, define the word woman as she is the first black woman to be nominated to the Supreme Court. And that's, I guess, the qualifications that you have to have. She can't even define it. And as ambassador to the United Nations declared last year that the original sin of slavery weaved white supremacy into our founding documents and principles. It's all ridiculous. It's all race. It's all sex. All the time. It's not extreme. It's just weird and gross. It's the Democratic Party. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, what an article. And boy, was he ever right. They're not just extreme. They're weird. They're gross. They're disgusting. They're confused. And they're about to be absolutely decimated. We'll be right back right after this. I love that article. I thought that article was awesome. I mean, he laid it right out just the way it needed to be laid out. Wendy Rogers, is that Wendy Rogers from the, uh, I see uh, somebody, Wendy Rogers, I'm watching on Getter, but thought I'd come over and check it out on Facebook. Is that Wendy Rogers um, from Arizona? Because if it isn't Wendy Wendy Rogers from Arizona, we definitely want to get you on the show, ma'am. Um... I'm sure there's more than one Wendy Rogers, <laughs> but I see her over on uh, the Facebook page on LFA Facebook page. Jeremy, it seems like no one will ever decertify. Yeah, well, I mean, never say never. Never say never. Um, is because what will happen is it's going to have it's going to come down to us taking control in 2022. That's what it's going to come down to. At least she credited a biologist to define meaning women in determining biology. Yeah, well, I guess so. I guess so. Post the link to that article. Well, I don't have the link. I can't just grab the link right here and put it in. Maybe our, uh, maybe our producer can. Either way, it's on the Federalist website. Wendy Rogers rocks. She says, no, it isn't that Wendy Rogers. That's okay. It's our own Wendy Rogers. How about that? God bless you, girl. Yes, Roxanne, Facebook page. Uh, the, LF, the producer here at Live from America, he's got a Facebook page up on uh, called LFA Producer where he shares all the stuff that he does on the page and stuff that he thinks is relevant over there um, and decided to run the show live over there. So who am I to say no, right? Um, Jeremy, have you read what MTG said today? She outed a few and she's on point. I actually didn't. She's coming on the show Monday. MTG is coming on the show Monday. So we'll, uh, we're, we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. Cram into about 15 minutes. The NWO will not allow decertification. Maybe not allowed decertification, but they can't allow us to, uh, to stop them from cheating. And that's exactly what we're doing. So let's come back from this and get into the last segment of the show. Welcome back to Live from America, everybody. It's been an honor to have you here tonight. It's always a good show. We always have a laugh. And we always work through things together. And that's what I love about this show. That's what I love about this audience. If you are watching on Real America's Voice News, or even if you're not, let the network know what you think about this show. If you want to see more of this show, let them know. If you want to see um, anything more from Live from America, all you got to do is reach out to americasvoice.news and let them know, and I'd appreciate that. So we're going to end the show tonight with some good news, as always. And the good news of the evening is President Trump is suing Hill the Beast, Hillary Clinton, ladies and gentlemen, and a host 
of other RICO suits over Russia collusion hoax. I was waiting for this. Oh, was I waiting for this. President Trump filed a federal RICO suit in Miami, Florida, Thursday, today, against Hillary Clinton and others over the Russia collusion hoax orchestrated by the Clinton campaign in 2016 to undermine Trump's candidacy and derail his presidency. You want to know what's good about this? Is not only does Trump have standing, but folks, he gets to take this to court. And in court, he will be able to subpoena any and all stuff from John Durham. He will be able to subpoena any and all things from the FBI. They cannot remain classified because President, President Trump has classified uh, clearance. This is about to get beautiful. Do you really understand what this means? This doesn't just mean he's going to sue her in court and win some money like Stormy Daniels. No, no. This means this is going to break open everything because of discovery and because of his right and his attorney's rights to everything that they need. Imagine the trove of documents that President Trump is going to get and imagine the stuff that President Trump is going to be able to expose because of this lawsuit. And he finally did it. And I was waiting for him to do this. Apparently, he was waiting for more stuff to come out from John Durham. I have been wondering why we've been seeing so much from John Durham in the last month and a half when we didn't see anything from him for a year. It's about to be broke wide open. And whoever thought that it would be at the same time as True Social's coming out, it would be at the same time as President Donald J. Trump announces whatever role he has in this Republican Party moving forward, which I think he'll probably do in Georgia this weekend, at the same same time as we're going into a midterm uh, season, folks, who has the upper hand? We have the upper hand. Drain the swamp, lock them up. James Comey, Peter Strzok, Hillary Clinton, that's not enough because the deep state is running rampant. Time to lock them up, Trump. And if you've never heard that song, check out Drain the Swamp by Jeremy Harrell. Folks, that's going to do it for tonight's show. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. If you like the show, please go to JeremyHarrell.com for much more. And uh, sign up for a newsletter and a Bible if you need one. And there you can also make a donation. God bless each and every one of you. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. for more Live from America. Have a great night. Bye-bye.